So, I'm excited because we are here with Federica. Yes. You're close? <laughs> I can't get that like this. Federica. 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 Um, and Federica is our uh, fourth year intern from the Illinois College of Optometry, my alma mater. And uh, we've got a couple more weeks left with her. We've been super excited to, to have her here. And I wanted to get her on camera and record um, just to get insights into the mind of a student today. And because uh, you're still a student, you're almost there. The lights at the end almost of the tunnel. There. I yeah. just got the news that I passed my last board. So pass your last board. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that giant monkey's off your back. Feels better. Yep. Now you just got to get through here. Make sure you're, you know, on top of everything. Get the last good grades we've got for you. One more rotation. Yep. And then it's all graduation and parties and life really starts. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, um, uh, Federica, the the. Talk to me a little bit about what you're thinking right now as you look into to the future, to you know, the summer whenever you know you actually get your license in the, the state you're applying to. Um, you know, jobs. What are you thinking? What's what's next for you? I am very excited to start working. It's it's been a it's been a lot of time and a lot of studying, and I'm, I finally see the finish line, and it's it's ex very exciting. Um, I want to try to find a job that, you know, kind of prepares me for, for the future as well. Um, I haven't really decided the modality of practice that I want to work in, but I'm, I'm open to possibility, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I think private practice is it's exciting, it's amazing, it's, it's very unique in its own sense because every patient has its own uh, needs and you need to you know help everyone and every you want to serve them at your best yep so very cool so as when you started optometry school did you have an idea of where you wanted to practice when you were done absolutely not no i had no idea i loved pediatrics and i do love pediatric <laughs> i had no idea i was like i am not a peds person i do not want to deal with toddlers i don't want to see them but i fell in love it was just you know, through patient after patient, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was similar. I went to optometry school um, thinking I'm going to go into low vision. And I thought, this is going to be cool. I love the science. And it was uh, no offense to low vision people, um, but it was a little bit too slow for me. And I fell in love, same with you, I fell in love with pediatrics. In fact, at ICO my first year, uh, I started a program with uh, Dr. Jeffrey Goodfellow, who was the, the dean of the um, pediatric clinic at the time. And uh, in fact, I work with uh, Dr. Nate Benia Warford, who was a resident. And, uh, and we started a program where Nate trained me to basically be his vision therapist and, and support him. So yeah, I fell in love with, uh, with peds. It's kind of interesting how the, the, the roads change from where you think you might want to go to where you end up. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. What made you like working with kids? Like, what, where did you realize you like working with? What do you like working with them? It's like being in a jungle. <laughs> and it, it's real, like, especially when they come with the brothers and sisters. The brothers and sisters are all over the places, and it's just, and you're sitting there, and you're trying to work with one kid, and I just, I don't know, I love multitasking, and uh -huh. I just, every, each, each and every one of them is different, and they're just so nice. Yeah. <laughs> They're just so nice. They just want to have fun. Yeah. They just want to play. Yeah. They just want to have fun. Yeah. Um, and I really try to make them love to go to the eye doctor. I'm like, when I was a kid, I loved going to the eye doctor. I want you to love to go to the eye doctor. When you were a kid, you loved going to the eye doctor? Yeah, that was my favorite. Why? I really did. 
I don't know. I love the topography machine. The one with all the red light, the yeah. old one. The old one, yeah. yeah. Very Star Wars-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, ah. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to love it because it was my dad. But uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody saying I love to go to the eye doctor when they were a kid. So what, uh, what fun things do you do? Have you picked up on in, uh, in your time working in clinic here or other clinics um, and working with kids? What little tips or tricks have you picked up on so far? Um, just make them think that you're playing with them all the time. And I learned it here. I really did. Yeah. Um, I started learning with Dr. Valerie Katouf at mm-hmm. ICO. Yep. She's phenomenal. Yeah. She's, she's a goddess of peace. <laughs> I love her. Uh, but then here it reinforced it all too. Um, just make them play. They're yeah. playing. Just want to have fun. Yeah. Everybody wants to have fun. Everybody loves games. Yeah. Who doesn't? Exactly. So, yeah, I can remember multiple times doing uh, retinoscopy on my belly underneath, you know, with the kids hiding under a chair or, uh, or, or playing around. I appreciate that we get to wear scrubs now more so than, you know, pre-COVID when I don't think too many of us did. Yeah. So it's a little bit more comfortable being on the ground with kids. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's fun. Yeah. They like high fives. Yeah. So, nice. The... Um, and so what have you, uh, let's talk about your optometry school journey. So you picked ICO. Yeah. Yeah. What made you decide to go there? That was the only school I applied to. Well, that I makes it really. <laughs> did not apply to any other school. I did not want to go any other school. ICO is, it's probably the best, in my opinion. I mean, I might be biased. A little bias, yeah. But um, ICO is the best. The, the, the patient population is so, there is such a variety of patients. Yeah, um, the program is very strong. I mean, the, pass, the, passing, the uh, rate of passing boards uh-huh. is really high for all three um, MBO exams. I mean, it's phenomenal. And during my visit, I was even more excited because, well, also because I didn't have any other choice at that time. Right. But I was like, ah, this school is really phenomenal, like I thought. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, we had a good experience. Although you guys have a brand new clinic that we didn't have, uh-huh. or the practice clinic when we were, we were there. The yeah, pictures look fantastic. So, so you went to ICO, spent your, your first three, three years there, um, and then where were your rotations prior to us? Uh, so the first one was uh, Silicon Valley Eye Physician okay. um, in the Bay Area, yep. um, and then that was in the summer. Great practice. I loved it. Um, then my second one was at ICO, and then this is my third one, and I'm back at ICO for the last one. Back at ICO for the last mm-hmm. one? Very cool. What did you, what have you picked up in all the different... Uh, uh, rotations so I chose um, two private practices for my two optional one uh, and that's really because I do see myself working in a private practice set- setting um, I think I picked up that the patient's always right the patient's <laughs> always right um, if if they're not sure just do it again it, you're never gonna you're never, never gonna be wrong with that yeah. um, you need um, to be open to everything, right? Because if you, especially if you own the practice, you never want to say no because, I mean, it's, it's a loss in yep. all terms. Uh, so you want to be able to do absolutely everything uh, for the patients. And uh, it can be hectic. It can definitely be hectic. <laughs> it can definitely be hectic. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting you said the patient's always right because we know the patient isn't always right. Correct. Um, but there's a, a, an aspect and. I'm sure I'll get some, some hate comments for this, but there's an aspect of showmanship and salesmanship um, because you're working with another human. So there's that communication and uh, sometimes they've got something stuck in their mind that, that that's the way it is. 
And while we may know that that's not accurate, we can't just say you're wrong. Correct. Nobody wants to hear you're wrong. So there's, there's a, a dialogue and a maneuvering uh, to help them understand to where you can both be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's a little bit of an art. They don't teach you that much in school. At least they didn't when I was in school. Yeah. No. I mean, you pick it up at different practices. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of neat. So I'm curious. Uh, you've got, like I said, a couple weeks left here. I already put in your, your grade, so you're free to say whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, the, uh, what are some of the, the things that you've picked up working in our practice? I picked up a lot. This is, and I'm not saying just this because you're here, this is literally the best site ever. Um, I've just learned a lot from every single doctor and there are multiple doctors working here and I've learned different things from each and every one of them. And also each and every one of them has a specialty. Uh So not just like the way to practice, but also what am I really interested in? I've learned a ton. Nice, like what are some examples? Well, um, let's see. Uh, I can start from the dry eye wizard, yeah. Dr. Brittany. She's phenomenal. She has a lot of options for each and every patient. Um, she, I like how she doesn't jump right to the conclusion. She doesn't jump to you know the latest treatment. Or she always starts you know from the beginning, and then she starts with like phase one of dry eye, step one, step two, and then she gets to step three and four. And uh, that way, she makes the patient very comfortable going into different type of treatment. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you're a patient, you don't want to come and jump into treatment after treatment without, you know, knowing even the root cause of your dryness. So, Dr. Dr. Rex, I mean, he he has the patients for life. Once you're a Dr. Rex patient, you're for life. (laughs) Why do you think that is? What what, what have you picked up from working with uh, with Dr. Rex um, that patients just, like, connect with him so well? It's just the way he expressed himself, and I love that. Um, Just, there are some, there are many ways to say the same thing, Mm -hmm. but his ways is always the right way. I I just love that, I'm always fascinated, and when I I started to observe him at the beginning, um, I would just like, I had my tablet, and I would write down all the things that I liked that he would say to the patient, and I'm definitely gonna take that with me. Yep, I learned that a lot from him as well. The he has a, his metaphors yeah. and his his uh, analogies um, really help take complex things down to a, a level that uh, patients understand and put it in terms that they understand because he's listened to them. And so, if they're a, a dog person or a boat person or a hiker or whatever, he can put it in in terms that they relate to. Yeah. Yep, I've learned a lot from him on that too. So, and then you've gotten to work with uh, with Ricky, who's our youngest doctor. Yeah, yeah. he just graduated a couple of years before me, he so did. he can I can really relate, and he can really relate as well. So, what have you picked up from him? Um, the way he manages kids, probably. Yeah, um, when you go in a room and you don't know how to get to do DO on a little, you know, four years old, he really he really gets there, and he he does yeah. a really good job there. How, did, how what does he do? What are some of the tricks that we can steal from him? So, definitely the fact that, you know, we, we know our XM sequence, right? VAs, yep. and then you get to refraction, and then you, you get to ocular health. Um, well, he, he taught me this. If you go in a room and the, the child is not really open to do VAs first, just skip it. You can go back later, right? So, don't stick with your um, sequence. Yep. Don't stick with your VAs and then refractions. Just... Go with the flow. If the child is more open to get to do the O right away, just do the O right away. 
if the guy, the child is super excited about dilation, just drop it right away. Yep. Don't wait and take the opportunity. And don't stick too long on the same thing. If it's not working, you just, yep. you'll get back to it. Move, go on to the next thing and then and come back to it. Yep. No, Ricky's, Ricky's great about that. So now I'm really going to put you on the spot. What have you learned from, uh, from working with me? 20 minutes exams <laughs> is the way to go. And I agree. I love that. Yeah. Yep. I try 100%. to be very efficient. Uh-huh. Yep. The, um, yeah, we've gone on, we've had a bunch of discussions as to why that's important. Yeah. In my mind. Um, and, uh, yeah, 20 minutes exam. We like, we were running shoes when I'm here. <laughs> Definitely we are. <laughs> very cool. So, um, one of the things we, I think we pride ourselves on as a practice, and hopefully you, you've seen this as well, is really working within a team. And um, uh, my, my technicians will roll their eyes at us a little bit, but I think our, the patient's time with the technician is longer than the patient's time with the doctor uh, often because we delegate so much and, and do such a thorough job, but we really put a lot of, of emphasis on uh, them gathering data before we walk in with the patient. And that probably didn't happen too much at school. Yeah, definitely. definitely not. <laughs> no, um, definitely not. And it probably happened uh, uh, similar quite a bit, I would imagine, for with the, the other private practice you were at. Um, but going from school where you do most of the, the data gathering to then really learning how to work within a team, um, what, have, what, what, did, what takeaways do you have from that? Uh, you need to learn to trust your technicians. Um, and teach them the way you want things to be done because at the end of the day, they are the one bringing you the data. Hmm. And if you want a certain type of data, you need to tell them because otherwise they wouldn't know. Yeah, so it's really a team effort. The, it, yeah. In a lot of offices we've, uh, uh, I see and I, I get to consult with, you know, the doctors the directing the ship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not to say that doesn't happen here, but I, I think here we put a lot of, uh, encourage our technicians that they're the ones directing the ship, right? And, uh, I like it, that. It, you know, they see what's happening. We're stuck in the room in the back, right? We're in the dark rooms, and, uh, but they see what's happening from the front to the back, and so we want them to tell us where to go. Yeah. You know, when we need to speed up, what we need to do. And uh, we've even had, had them change the type of exams because we've taught them uh, so well how to, to triage and take the, those chief complaints. So when a patient calls up and wants a, an eye exam, you know, typically we assume it's a comprehensive refractive exam, um, but it may be a, a red eye exam, it may be something else going on, and, and so we want them to, 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 to make that decision and tell us what to do. So the, um, I wanna jump into a, a discussion we get in quite a bit with, with my colleagues, and, and I'm curious your take. The, I remember when I was out of school, I just, Depending on where you look at the data, I'm either a millennial or just barely missed being a millennial. Um, I prefer to fall on the side of just barely missing being a millennial <laughs> and uh, Gen Xer. Um, but uh, but we, we had lots of conferences about these crazy millennials and how are we gonna deal with them in the workforce. Uh-huh. Right now we've got Gen Z and how are we gonna deal with all you guys in this workforce? So as a Gen Zer coming into, uh, into your professional self, uh, you know, entering the professional market, what are you? What are the biggest things that you want, old guys like me and and Dr. Rex and others, right? What do you want us to understand about you? Hmm, that's a really good question. What's important to you when you uh, coming out as an as a as a new employee because you're not going to own your practice right away, correct? Right. So coming out as a new employee, what are some of the things that you 
you're looking for that you hope we appreciate in what you bring to the table? Um, that I'm open to try new things if needed. So I'm open to new treatment. I'm open to new therapy, uh, to new studies and research. Um, we love social media, and social media is the new way to go. Yep. Um, so talk to me about that. How do, we, how, how do we appreciate or engage with you on social media, or how do we let you have your social media in a way that's different maybe than what we, we're used to? We can communicate with everybody at any time of the day. It's a really easy way to you know, get a hold on anybody. It's not that hard to reach a person after work time. You can just text them. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you communicate with your friends more via phone call, via text, or via messaging through the different social media apps? Probably through the social media apps. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. Yeah. No, I believe you. That's, that's, that's crazy. I still like talking with people. So <laughs> I'll text, but I call a whole lot more. And I just, I, I like to be able to hear tones and voices. I like to talk, text when I have to. Um, and very rarely through the, the social media channels. I just, I find that unique. Now, looking at social media channels, do you, as a professional, do you have a personal channel and then a professional channel? Or is your personal professional life all, all one out in the social world? I only have one and that's, the, the, that's my personal one. Maybe in the future we'll create a, um, you know, a separate account. I don't think I would mix the two, yep. but as of now, I mean, I'm still a student. Yeah. Do you think that, like, would you be surprised if patients started reaching out to you through social media channels? I would be creeped out. Be creeped out. <laughs> I don't think I would want that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-uh. Personal life is personal life. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, maybe a, a professional channel. Um, Probably that. They, um, just because it's, uh, it, it, I mean, if all patients are young and they like to, right, they're getting younger, and, um, and that's how they want to communicate, mm -hmm. it, it logically seems more likely to, uh, that that's where they would go. I mean, I know that even thinking of my dad, he, you know, he never gave out his cell phone, or he only gave it to certain patients. Right. I have no problem. My cell phone's printed on my business card. You know, call me, text me. I don't, I don't care. If it's after hours, I'll put it on Do Not Disturb, and I'll talk to you in the morning. Um, but I haven't gone as far as, I mean, I have social media. I don't typically engage in it uh, too much, uh, except for the, uh, the professional one that I try to relate to the podcast. But uh, it's not my go-to mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking of. So that's interesting. You also made the comment that you can get a hold of anyone anytime. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So... I was raised that, in, you know, work starts when you get to work and the work ends when you clock out. Oh, I wish. You wish. So work for you is just... 24-7. 24-7. Or at least the time that you're up and you're not sleeping. That's oh, crazy. So, so but it, it, it doesn't bother you to have connections and conversations when, uh, when you're up. It feels normal. If it's about... you mean if it's about, about work, work, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love my job. I love optometry, so... No. Talk to me about eyes anytime. That's cool. That's interesting. So, and uh, what's your thought on, on work-life balance? I know as a student, it's really work, 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 <laughs> right? Very hard. And, um, but looking forward, what's your, your, uh, your thought on, on what a good work-life balance should look like? Um, 
Or have you thought about it? Mm, I haven't thought about it. Yeah. Just kind of put your head down and, and go right now? Yeah. So, yeah. No, something to think about. Something to think yeah, about. Once, uh, once kids start coming in and life's a little bit different, the, uh, yeah, it's, the world's interesting as a student. It's a, I remember being in a, in a bubble and uh, working hard, but, uh, you know, having breaks. Yeah, taking breaks. Right. We um, learned a 20-20-20 rule. Yep, 20-20-20 rule. <laughs> and, uh, you know, your life is pretty regimented as far as when you had to go to class. And, but then you got, you know, holidays off and vacations. That'll change. Sundays will become Sundays. <laughs> Sunday, you get your Sundays back? Yeah. I get my Sundays yeah. back. Watch football again. <laughs> Although there's always time for football. So, speaking of which, who are you rooting for in the Milan. Super Bowl? Oh, Milan? I'm a soccer girl. That football. <laughs> that football. <laughs> so, you're Milan. AC Milan? Yep. Or Inter. AC? AC Milan. Nice. Very cool. So, have they always been your team? Yeah. 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 Nice. So, I forgot that uh, your football is different than our football. Yeah. You actually kick the ball with your feet. Your football plays with, with your feet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, so after here, you're going back to, uh, to, to ICO. What rotation are you doing there? Um, it's more based on ocular diseases. Ocular disease? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, in the advanced clinic? Yeah, I have a retina and two glaucoma shift in advance oh, here. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I'm pretty excited. That's exciting. What are you looking forward to there? Going back to the one hour exam. <laughs> you like the one hour exam? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I was making fun of it. Yeah. Um, looking forward to be back with the people that, you know, taught me a lot of things. Yep. Everything I know from the beginning. Um, looking forward to be with some classmates. I haven't seen many of them in quite a, quite a while. Uh, and being close to home. Yeah. That's right. Chicago's home for you. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, very cool. This year... We proudly introduced the Life Meter to our practice in response to our staff's passionate demand for enhanced patient care. Their firsthand experience with the Life Meter underscored the crucial link between proper diet, carotenoid supplementation, and visual health and performance. Our front desk team now measures every patient's skin carotenoid levels, providing valuable education on each score and the significance of carotenoids in ocular performance and health. The result? Patients love the enhanced experience, and our Mackey Health sales have doubled since implementing LifeMeter. To discover more, contact your Mackey Health representative or click on the link in the show notes. As doctors of optometry, we cannot do what we do without our team. And para-optometrics are allied health professionals who assist us in providing the highest level of vision care to our patients. We at iCode Education want to support you and your team in the para-optometric certification process, which is why not only do we have resources available, training resources available for your team to help prepare them for the test, but we also have a discount code specifically for the Aaron Warner podcast listeners, which gives you $100 off for 12 months. So you can use the code AWP2024, that's AWP2024, to get $100 off for a 12 months code. We'll put the link in the show notes, but you can visit icodeeducation.com and search for para-optometric training to see what those courses are like. So you're excited to go back to, uh, to ICO for disease management. What's your favorite disease to manage? Mm. Well, in terms of disease, it will be probably central serous curiotinopathy, CSR. CSR, why? Uh -huh. 
because there's really no cure and you can really tell them stop stressing but you're telling them that they can't see and those people are already going to be stressed out people type a yeah so you're telling somebody that's stressed and prone to stress to stop stressing about their vision that's kind of faded out yeah about their vision that's getting up because of their stress yeah yeah and it's not too bad it, you know so yeah yeah that one's a f uh, not fun but yeah I, I i can see the uh uh, kind of the, the interesting nuance on that. Yeah. Right. Type My other favorite is presbyopia. Really? Early presbyop. Why? Oh. As an early presbyop, why? Because they come and they think they know better. And you're <laughs> like, uh-uh, you need glasses. No, I don't. Are you sure? No, I don't. Can you see? If I hold it up here and I do that, maybe I do. <laughs> nice. And you're trying to convince them, you know, that a little pair of glasses or a multifocal lens is not too bad. It's not a bad idea for them. And they're like, uh-uh, I'm not too old. No. No, we're not old. We just have lots, a few more candles on our birthday cake than we did last time we were here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time, though, to be an early presbyop <laughs> or a late presbyop. There's some really cool things out now oh, that, yeah. that weren't out when I was uh, uh, first starting my career. I remember still talking people out of bifocals into progressives. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and early multifocal lenses, which had a lot more trade-off than, uh, than they do now. Than now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah multifocal, monovision. I mean, there's so many options. Yeah. Drops now. Drops. Yeah. So that's funny that you would say that. I hated those when I was young. You did? Well, because they would look at me and say, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're 20-something or you're only 30. Like, you don't understand. And... Uh, now, as a 43-year-old, as a I can appreciate what they were saying, and I can appreciate that I probably didn't fully understand, but uh, I was still right when I, when I helped them. I enjoy them. Yeah. Every time I see them, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to demonstrate that they do need it. I like that. Yeah. So, and you're always happy. So it's easy for you to, uh, to challenge people and them <laughs> a little bit. You do a good job with that. Yeah, that's funny. The, uh, so Central Cirrus and, uh, the early presbyopes. And early presbyopes. Ooh. Nice. Which are very different than kids that you like too. In kids? No, just those two, those two diseases are very different than, uh, than the pediatrics. Not too many presbyopes uh, in no, two years old. No, definitely not. You don't want to see that. Um, I, I, yeah, it's the variety for me. Yep. Yeah, every day is a different day. So, yep. Very cool. What else do you think we need to, uh, to know and appreciate about you and your classmates as you guys are entering the workforce and becoming our colleagues? Don't give afraid to give us a first chance. Yeah, well, definitely not. Someone like you, for sure, definitely not. Yeah, no, you're, you're, wherever you end up, somebody's going to be very lucky. And no, thank you. Then when you, uh, then when you decide to leave and go start your own practice, they're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> and, uh, and you're going to be very, very successful. Thank you very much. It means a lot. Absolutely. Well, we're happy that, uh, that we got to, to spend time with you here and, and, uh, and have you with us at, uh, at our practice. Look forward to the next couple of weeks. And uh, before we have to uh, bid ciao and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and welcome our next student, but uh, look forward to following you in your journeys. It was, it was a dream come true. Awesome. We're really excited to invite you to join the Aaron Werner podcast on iCode Media's first live book club, where we review the book, Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. 
Drs. Brianna Rue, Kyle Cludie, and myself are super excited to share our thoughts with you. We want you to join, share your thoughts with us, ask questions all live on Wednesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Central Time. In the show notes of this episode, there's a link to order the book. There's also a link to join our book club live on Wednesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Central. Look forward to seeing you there.